for the benefit of those with flash photography. As always, am Colin Delaney. In a moment, I will be joined by my tag team partner. His name is Cheech, and this is DreamWork. Thank you for joining us. Welcome, welcome back in. Uh, a slight layoff there. Uh, if I'm being totally honest, I switched internet providers, and I didn't think it would take that long to get the new internet, but it did. So I have been Wi-Fi-less at home for the past couple weeks, and it's kind of difficult to put together a podcast when you don't have internet access. So <laughs> uh, we recorded this a couple weeks ago, and we are talking about the Lucha Bros. Man, uh, I mean, they're still going currently. Injuries and stuff have slowed them down, uh, made them not team as regularly in recent times. But man, when they were hot, there was no team hotter recently. And uh, they were the perfect foil to the Young Bucks, who were the hottest team at the time. And it must be one of the most creative teams anybody's ever seen with their own two eyes. Uh, we end this one by talking about who we're going to record for the next podcast, which we still haven't done because, once again, internet. But we are going to get back on track. We are going to get rolling. But let's listen to what we thought about the Lucha Bros. Let's go! Yeah, buddy. I guess to be consistent with our openings, I would have to say Saro Miedo a million times, right? Is it is it Saro Miedo? Yeah, like zero. Is that what zero is? Yeah. I think I'm putting too much Spanish on it when I say it. <laughs> you might be. You're a gringo. S- you, these things are lost on you. I say Sierro Miedo. Nah, settle. Put too much Spanish on it, man. Man, another another banger team this week. Yeah, indeed. Uh, every like when you're looking up matches and stuff, uh, most uh, clips from like outside companies that they'd wrestle for were like the hottest tag team in wrestling comes to blah blah blah. Yeah, yeah, that's definitely how they're billed. Uh. So, I guess, I guess every week is a banger tag team because that's kind of the point of the podcast. <laughs> yeah, but I think we knew this one was going to be a different brand of uh, of greatness. We'll say. What do you think is the worst team we ever did? We we always talk about ranking the the best and where people rank among the best. But as far as the fifty four teams we've done, who's the worst? Ah. I don't know. I'd have to look back. But, like, all right, like, technically, we could say, like, the, the mega powers, because it was what? It, it, you know what I mean? It, was, it wasn't. They were, yes, they were a team, and they were great, but not necessarily the best tag team. Yeah. Unfortunately, because we couldn't find much Japanese stuff, it's probably Taka and Funaki. How dare you? <laughs> I don't know, because even teams that I wasn't necessarily excited for in the past, 
wound up turning out way better. Like I, I was dreading RVD and Sabu and I was like, Oh wait, that was fun. Yeah. Well, once again, I mean, we're, we're not picking schlubs, you know what I mean? So yeah, everything's going to be pretty enjoyable. Hopefully. Yeah. Yeah. Or at Um, least so far it's been. So in case you couldn't tell by the fact that I recorded an intro after this and already told you who the team was and the fact that me and Cheech have already spoken in Spanish, me a little more Spanish than Cheech, uh, the team this week is uh, Pentagon and Phoenix, the Lucha Brothers, or but what is he now? Penta... El, wait, oh, wait, wait. Penta El Cero Mied, or right? I don't know, man. El Cerro Miedo, I believe. Something like that. He's gone through a couple different variations because of company jumping and things like that. Let's just call him Pentagon for the sake of arguments today. That works. Or Penta. That also works. Yeah, that works as well. But it is the Lucha Brothers, uh, another team this week that we have done battle with. Yes, yes, we do have a history. Yeah. Yeah, so that being said, what were your uh, preliminary thoughts on the Lucha Brothers? I was excited because, like, right, we've discussed how we wanted to do a Lucha team, but we couldn't find one with enough stuff, and I don't know why. It just hit me, and I was like, oh, the Lucha Brothers. And, like, I don't know, maybe it was just because every other time we talked about them, we just think of them as an American team now, like – I remember being like pitching them and being like, oh, wait, this kind of covers our Lucha. You know what I mean? Our deficit of Lucha teams. Yeah, because I think so we were we wanted to do like a, a. A Lucha team, like a team that was only in Mexico or mostly in Mexico or like that was, you know. Yeah, something. Yeah, I know what you mean. A little more authentic. Yeah. And while they are authentic, they are they made their name in the States. Yes, definitely did. Definitely did. Yeah, And I think it was a thing that started in the States and then they did it in Mexico after that, I believe. I may be wrong. It's tough because, you know, I mean, Lucha's uh, tough for us to come by now. Yeah. Uh, my preliminary thoughts were I was excited. Um, they are are wild and dynamic and we, we have wrestled them before, but I've seen uh, a bunch of their stuff because, uh, you know, at a point, a couple of years ago, they were the hottest act in wrestling. Oh, yes. Hands down. Absolutely. And and also, we're aware of them because we were wrestling in the same time as them. Like, we saw that. I don't know about you. Like, I saw them coming. Yeah. Yeah. And so it was, uh, I, I kind of wish, and this is going to get a little bit beyond preliminary thoughts. I kind of wish I found more of early uh, Penta and Phoenix. <laughs> Yeah, no, that was something I was, I'll say it here, I know we we'll probably get to it later, but like, it did strike me that I was like, oh, wow, technically, they're much more recent than I thought. As a yeah, team. yeah, I don't, and I don't know if they, I don't know, Cage Match, Cage Match has them starting together in like 2017, but there's definitely stuff of them in 2016. I just don't think they were like, an official, these are the Lucha Brothers until 2017. Okay, yeah, that's the thing. They are legitimate brothers, so like, I'm sure in their... Because they've wrestled long before this. I'm sure they've teamed in the past at some points, one would have to assume. But yeah, as the formal Lucha Brothers, it's just been a 2017 till now thing. Yeah, which is crazy. 
Right? Isn't that crazy? It was, it was yeah, I thought about that and I was like, because I remember hearing about them before they were a team. So I just thought like, oh, maybe there's footage from back then. I was like, no, there definitely isn't. Yeah. Uh, it's, uh, but it, not for now. We'll get into it when we talk about the matches, but their, their rise came fast. Yeah, definitely. Well, the thing was, Lucha Underground came on real fast. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, all right. Let's get down into their championships and accomplishments. You ready for this? Yeah, yeah. Bring it on. Bring it on. All right. They are one-time MLW Tag Team Champions. Oh. One-time PWG Tag Team Champions. One-time AAW Tag Team Champions. One-time Impact Tag Team Champions. Two-time AAA Tag Team Champions. They were ranked number seven on the PWI Top 50 Tag Teams of 2020. They were the 2019 CBS Sports Tag Team of the Year, and they were the 2019 PWI Tag Team of the Year. Wow. Okay. I That's a very telling rap sheet because it's like, oh, okay. So they were, you can tell, okay, they held the belt everywhere they went once. So it was like, okay, obviously at some point they ruled the world and everywhere they went, they were just like, okay, you're our tag champs. You're the best. Well, yeah, just like we were saying, they, they, they shot up and they were everywhere. And like, you know, they had that run in MLW and they were the champs. And then they left that and they went over to impact and then they left that. And now they're in AEW. So like, as far as like, uh, national companies or whatever, that's, bang, 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 and then stopping at all the big independents along the way. You know, they picked up the PWG once. They picked up the AAW once. And all the while, down in Mexico, holding the AAA ones twice. And I think they held the Crash titles uh, once as well. Yeah, it makes sense that, yeah, the one place they held held it twice was in Mexico because they probably had a lot more longevity there than all these other places because, as you can tell, they blatantly just climbed the ladder Right, ever little indie to big indie, all the way to TV. Yeah, yeah, and uh, just like we were saying, like they were at, at a point they were the hottest act in wrestling. Of course, like PWI Tag Team of the Year 2019 is, uh, of course they were. Who who else would it have been? <laughs> yeah, no, they were running hot. And the only other thing would be the Young Bucks, but they were the one of the few teams that actually would go toe to toe with them. Right, right, correct. Yeah. Um so uh, I guess I was surprised that there was that many, but then the more I thought, about it, I was like, eh, I guess I'm not surprised that they held them everywhere. Yeah, that's the thing. They came on so hot that you could just tell. It was one of those things that no matter where they went, they were like, no, no, you're the champs. We wanted to put the belts on you at least for a little bit. I felt like there might have been more impact, but I'm wrong. No, they basically, another thing, another thing, you look back at that, you... It seemed longer, but it was like, nope, they were in. Bing, bang, boom had, what, like one, two feuds, and they were out? Yeah, they started with uh, OVE, moved on to LAX, and then they were gone. Yeah, they once again, they rose quickly. <laughs> All right, so uh, before we get into the matches that we watched, I do want to point out that I I broke a rule of mine, but I feel oh. like this week is... Uh, a week we can allow it. Okay. Did you, well, let me guess. Did you watch a trios match or like a big gimmick match? So I did watch a trios match, but I also watched two highlight videos. 
Oh, okay, okay. They were eight minutes long. I was like, how long could the match possibly be? I'm probably going to get all the stuff, and that was just so I could get early Lucha Bros in. Oh, yeah, no, there's definitely <laughs> – trust me, I, 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 I run deep in the highlight community. Not that people know me. I just, I'm just deep in all of them. But, yeah, there are definitely ones where you can watch, and they'll just cut out all the, the nonsense. And I was like – I've thought myself, I was like – would that count as watching the match? I think I did that one for another team one other time where it was like, oh, it was highlights of the match and it was 12 minutes of highlights. I was like, okay, so it's basically the match. Yeah, and when it comes to the Lucha, like not to discredit them at all, but a, a highlight video of eight minutes of their stuff is probably going to cover, you're probably going to cover your bases pretty well. Uh, that's basically just their match with music. <laughs> kind of. I mean, honestly. Yeah. Uh, so uh, I'll go first. Okay. Because I started with a music, a highlight video of them against Chris Hero and Tommy End from PWG early, early. Okay. When they were still in like kind of baggy pants and matching masks. Uh, I'm well aware of it. I followed it up with them against the Bucks from PWG, also a highlight video, but same era. Um. Then I went straight to them against the Bucks at AEW Double or Nothing. Straight to the, the, the ultimate one. And then worked my way back. And then I watched them against LAX from Beyond. I watched them against Angel Perez and Ryzen on uh, AEW. I watched them against the Rascals. I watched them against Joey Janela and Sonny Kiss. I watched them against Top Flight and the North from first wrestling and I watched them against the private party from AEW. Okay. Wow. Okay. Cool. 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 Cause, uh, I first those PWG, I at one time had those and I went to my computer to look and I was like, Oh, I deleted them at some point. Cause I was like, Oh, I definitely have that. Yeah. Yeah. That weekend they were just like thrown together. That was like one of their first times they, like they teamed and they just threw stuff against the wall and it was like, Holy shit, we got magic here. Not that they, not that anybody didn't think like, oh, put these two brothers who can do a million things together. Let's see how it turns out. Oh my god, it turned out really well in front of PWG. Get out of town. But yeah, no, I was, I was mad. I was trying to hunt that down. And I couldn't find it in like its full form. So I was like, all right. But my list starts same as you. I think it was just because it's probably the first thing that comes up was the the Young Bucks double or nothing super crazy match. Uh, then I saw them from WrestleCon 2018 versus Teddy Hart and Jack Evans. Then I watched them from Crash versus Flamita and Bandito. Then I watched them in Revolution Lucha Libre versus Roosh and Dragon Lee. Then I watched them again at Crash versus Maximo and La Mascara. Then I watched them from a galley show that I caught, just because listen to this lineup. It was the Lucha Bros versus DJZ and Billy Starr versus Gringo Loco and Skyda Jr. out in uh, Chicago, that little that Lucha promotion they work for. Woo! Uh, then I saw them versus LAX at TNA Homecoming. I think that was the one in New York City. It wasn't. It was not the one with the. Oh no, the Homecoming. It was in Nashville. Uh, it was not the one with the gimmicks. I almost watched the Full Metal Mayhem, but I was like, no, no, no. Then I watched them versus Hangman Page and Kenny Omega from an AEW Dynamite, and then I saw the Sunny Kiss and the Joy Janela from the AEW Dark. Okay, okay. We definitely got some different stuff in this week. <clears throat> I was tempted to go deeper, but I was like, okay, it's just more matches from the crash. Like, they have a bunch of those. And I was like, oh, okay. And then some of them, there was a lot of, like, return matches. And I was like, eh, 
I mean, it's just going to be getting the same thing. So, so I, 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 held up. I, I tried to go a little strategic. I wanted to get some early stuff, and the best I could find is those highlight videos. So I was like, screw it, I'll do it. And then I was like, I need to get a Bucks match. I need to get an LAX match. I need to get a Rascals match. Check, check, check. And then I was kind of, I was like, I wonder what they do against just like random dudes on Dark. So I made sure to get one of those in. And then I just threw some other random current stuff in just to kind of, you know, see see what's going on uh, with the Lucha Bros nowadays. Yeah, I wanted to make sure to cover everything. I was like, all right, I got to get some AEW. I just got to get some impact. And I wanted to get some Lucha. So I was able to get, so I was able to cover that. So I was happy. Cause yeah, I knew their early stuff. I was like, okay, that PWG stuff was great. Cause yeah, like you had mentioned, uh, they didn't have, well, not that they ever do have matching gear per se. But yeah, I remember that one. They just like, oh, we're a team. Uh, so they wore like matching t shirts. And it was like, oh, okay, they're a team. But yeah, that was a crazy match with uh, Hero and Tommy and. Holy crap. And the music video, like I said, is like eight minutes long. And you essentially feel like you watched the match. Um, oh, definitely. Yes. I could, I could, un- I could totally understand that. <laughs> it's, it's crazy to see that earlier version and how quick they blew up from there. Cause that's like early 2017, that match. Yeah. No, like I said, I feel like that match was just a, uh, a circumstance because I think it was an all star weekend. If I'm right, or was it a bola? I don't remember. It might have been a bola. Okay, yeah, it might, that's what I think. I think it was a bola, and they both got eliminated. So they're like, "Oh, you're brothers. Let's put you together." And they're like, "Oh, Hero and Tommy End are cool together. Let's put them together." And it was just cool seeing them. Like I can even remember that. Like they're doing cool double teams, but you're like, "Oh, it's kind of like the first time they're teaming." So they're definitely just throwing stuff against the wall. But I know they blew things up and melted people's faces when they did the pop up and he landed on his on Penta's shoulders and did the moonsault into the crowd. That one was a big one. Yeah, but so outside of like that and some other wacky, spectacular, like extra spectacular stuff in that match, they I could replace them with any Lucha team. Yeah, yeah, they're they're very much prototypical luchadors, you know, uh, especially in, in different that. ways, though, in different ways. But yeah, like, like, obviously, okay, we'll get into it. Phoenix, obviously, is probably the greatest high flyer at least right now and then you have penta which and that the high flyer very much a luchador thing then you have penta who very much comes from like the la parka dr wagner school of like super charismatic crazy outfit you know super toyetic looking guy and you know he has cool moves as well but that's the different shade of the luchador that's more the you know gimmicky tough guy luchador as opposed to the super high flyer luchador yeah for sure they 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 both have their very specific roles which is definitely what makes the team work and it's definitely what separates them from just being a team of two luchadors like a lot of those other teams because i mean let's be honest we've seen over the past couple years uh, especially with the lucha bros coming around and coming on hot probably you know similar era too you had just kind of pairs of luchadors and and trying to see what worked like uh you know bandito and flamita or you know laredo kid would pop in teaming with somebody and it's always but they always kind of uh hit similar notes yes which brings me to an odd question that i don't think we may know the answer to but i think we kind of do from at least what i've discussed so far the lucha brothers are an american product 
Like, I don't think, like, right, you said you couldn't find anything. Like, like yes, I'm sure they have teamed at some point in Mexico before that PWG weekend. But, like, that was the weekend that it just became a thing. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so, I think on the cage match, there's a couple before that leading into that PWG weekend, I think. Um, but I, 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 I don't know, honestly. Uh, I, I don't totally know. But I think it's, it's pretty... Uh, it's pretty close in time. Well, okay, let's look at the time period because before that, what does everybody know them from? Lucha Underground. In Lucha Underground, they were not together. Right, correct. Ever. And that went for at least two, three seasons, so at least two, three years before that. So the Lucha Brothers, if anything, I kind of think is just a product of a PWG Bola weekend, and they just went from there. Like, I kind of find that a little bit crazy. Yeah, and and once again, it's crazy to think that that's 2017, and then the next like stuff you can really find of them is either from later, early the following year, and they are current Lucha Bros already. Like they went from like both wearing matching T-shirts and probably both wearing one of their like Phoenix masks because I think they they had the horns on the mask on each of them to the current iteration in almost no time. Yeah, it's just crazy to think that if, like, Lucha Underground doesn't happen, they're just two undercard or maybe mid-card luchadors in Mexico. Yeah, 100%. You know what I mean? Because I think the fact that they blew up in America helped them blow up in Mexico. I don't necessarily, like, I'm sure they were over to a degree, but I think, you know, um, them getting over in America definitely helped because... You know, like you had said, there have been the Laredo kids and random guys who had come in here and there, but somehow they crossed over somehow. But even if, even let's say that they were, they they were the biggest stars in Mexico. How many guys over the years have been the biggest stars in Mexico that we barely know about here? Yeah, that's true. But once again, I, I think they became the biggest stars in Mexico because of like Lucha Underground, not necess- which was an American thing, not because, you know, they were killing it on the undercard in CMLL or wherever they were at or AAA or I don't know. I think it's always been AAA and the crash from what okay, it looks yeah. like. Makes sense. They're, uh, as going through the, while I was going through the cage match, at one point on one of those crash shows, kind of early on in their teaming, probably like, mid 2017 they wrestled Rey Mysterio and Juventude Guerrera yeah the crash uh just looks like the craziest promotion of uh we're gonna book a million guys and just have a bunch of like semi dream matches but with 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 without real finishes bro think about that in your brain like I know like uh, you know Ray Mysterio has interacted with them before but Ray and Hoovy against them it was just the idea of it was blowing my mind Ray walked or uh, Ray Mysterio walked so Ray Phoenix could 630 while walking so Ray Phoenix could rope walk 630 dude here well uh, a little aside cuz I do want to put this out there uh Ray Phoenix, I have never been more intimidated to face a wrestler ever than Ray Phoenix just because he's on he's on that Ray Mysterio level. Yeah, and he's he's fast as, he's fast as lightning. Scary. He's the scariest dude I've ever wrestled. <laughs> and sometimes sometimes that speed is almost to a detriment because he's moving fat like you can in a in a professional wrestling match, and this isn't gonna pull the curtain back too much, but like just like anything. 
you can only move as fast as the slowest guy to a degree. There are times where Ray Phoenix is just too fast and his competition cannot catch up. Yeah, he's ridiculous. Like any any adjective people have ever given to like a high flyer ever before didn't work. It all belongs to Ray Phoenix. Maybe Vakingo is kind of getting there, maybe, but Ray Phoenix, I'm just so happy like AEW, like he gets those singles matches where he just gets to go ham. And people are like, you know, this guy's freaking amazing. I was like, I knew this like a decade ago. This guy's been doing this shit for that long. Like, I saw him coming a mile away, and it's just so cool that he's getting to do all that stuff. But back to as wrestlers, scariest man. Scariest man I've ever wrestled. Do you think that uh, because of Phoenix, it almost causes people to uh, try to do things with Pentagon that he is not not – not capable of, but not in his wheelhouse because they see the team and they associate them with moving at a million miles an hour. And I, I feel like I saw a couple times where people tried to move a million miles an hour with Pentagon and it gets a little mucky. And I'm like, Oh, I feel like this is somebody thinking that Pentagon does this, but he does not. Oh no. Here's the thing. He can, cause you know, just about any luchador can do all the lucha stuff. But he's just not as fast as the blur that is his brother. <laughs> yeah, but I just feel like I, I saw in a couple different matches, they tried to go like crazy fast spot with Pentagon and Pentagon's like, and he like <laughs> kind of uh, gets a little choppy. And then he's like, all right, I'm gonna get out of this by probably hitting you. Well, once again, like I said, he falls into the category of the tough guy, you know, costume gimmick luchador. Yeah, you know I mean, sure. like, never really saw like well, Parker could do all that stuff too, but he didn't. He didn't do it all. You know, I mean, he didn't do it all the time. He's a bigger guy. Like, I kind of equate him to that. You know what the Lucha Brothers love? Uh, uh lots of moves. A hot start. How many matches did you watch? Oh. These, it, it, I, I'll tell you right now. Either a, a Lucha Brothers match opens with Sierra Miero, or it opens with Hot Start. Potentially, it opens with both. Uh, and usually, if not, the set of miedo shtick leads right into the you stop the shtick, which causes the commotion. Yeah, but I was like, man, they really they don't they don't like to mess around in the beginning. They like to mess around just a little just to give you enough uh, Shakespeare Shakespeare before they just start going. Yes, I've learned from wrestling enough luchadors at this point that they luchadors love to front load things. And the other thing they love is everybody going down. Yeah, well, because it, it always gets a pop. You know what I mean? They know they know their audience. How many times did all four guys wind up wind up down in that Bucks double or nothing match? Oh, a ton. Like, that's their thing. They they go crazy until everyone can't get up, at least for a little bit, and then they that, do it all again. That Bucks double or nothing match, it may be like, because I, I, I don't know, you know, who knows where they're going to go or what they're going to do, but that may be like their crescendo, at least to this point, right? Yes. Uh, something I learned while watching this, because, okay, something you had mentioned about Penta being a little slower. I think... um. 
the Lucha style and him getting so hot as he did during Lucha Underground, I think Lucha ate him up a lot. Like, he seems like a guy who's like, oh, I wrestled like a thousand matches in two years at one time. Well, sure. Yeah. And then like even 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 Ray Phoenix, who is uh, an animal and does some of the craziest things you ever saw compared to the the stuff in PWG, uh, you know, where he would usually throw a 450 off a spot. He's now throwing a, a swanton and where he would usually throw like, uh, you know, some kind of crazy spring a uh, twisty guy. He's now just throwing like a, a single twist or like a Topicon Hilo. You know what I'm saying? Well, now he's over. You know what I mean? You do that sure. craziness to get yourself over to the point where you don't necessarily have to do that craziness. Do you think it's that? Or do you think like all of us, he's aged a little bit? <laughs> well, here's the thing. He's a lot younger than all of us. Like, remember when we wrestled? He's the younger brother of the two. No, he's not. He's the older. Oh, is he the older? Okay, maybe I had it backwards then. But still, they're not very old. I know. But being luchadors, they've probably been wrestling since they were like 13, 14, so they've already got miles on them. But yeah, I think Penta's a little slower because like when he got hot in Lucha Underground, he got hot. And like he was in Mexico running hot, and I was like, he just seems like a guy who got who wrestled a lot. You know what I mean? Like I feel like I feel like America is helping them way more than they know watching here's what i'm going to compare it to and and this is was how i thought of it because i thought of it as myself but i'll put it in your shoes i thought of it like 10 years ago cheech throws that shooting star press right there uh today cheech throws that frog splash right there you died right and i think that's the same with ray phoenix even though he can do crazy incredible things i just think uh he knows the the probability of landing the crisp 630 is way less than the probability of him hitting that crisp uh, swanton. Well, I'll be a little curmudgeonly. Uh, you mean he learned how to work? I don't know, man. All I'm saying is, uh, you know. He saves it for, he, he makes it mean something. He saves it for pay-per-views now like a smart man. Look at me. I said, don't make me sound like Jim Ross. I'll, I'll cut you. Um, <laughs> it's just, this is actually my secret way of shoehorning in the fact that Cheech used to do a shooting star press and, and tricking him into busting it out someday. Oh, please, brother. Come on. <laughs> but so in that Bucks double or nothing match, to go back to it because we both watched it, uh, it's, it's a masterfully built match. But uh, coming out of that match, uh, I think Lucha Bros should have been the one that kind of skyrocketed off of it because the Young Bucks are kind of playing the hits, which is fine. If you got hits like that and in front of that crowd, you play the hits. But at a point, it looked like Penta and Phoenix were creating double team moves on the fly. Like, they are easily the most creative team in, I don't know, ever? Oh, no, yeah, definitely. I totally agree. And what do you mean they were doing the same old stuff? Uh, I've never seen the Young Bucks do a halluva kick and then a brain buster on the top rope. That seems like <laughs> someone else's stuff, if you know what I'm saying. Sure. Okay, they were doing their stuff and other people's stuff. Penta and Phoenix were inventing double-team maneuvers, and it was I was like, holy crap, where did they even come up with that? Yeah, no, it was... That's why I'm saying, do you agree that they don't even know... Because I think it's on two fronts that being in America is helping them. A, it's making them have to have 
like American TV psychology, which is good for them. And, and damn it. What was my second point? Uh, well, here, go with that one. I'll think of my other one. No, uh, you're not wrong. Especially Penta, uh, who does once again, that La Parca, the more charismatic, uh, struts around, takes the glove off, has got the whole shtick, uh, especially him. But, you know, the, the both of them, because Phoenix at this point, uh, a lot of these matches that I watched, some of the, the dark uh, AEW dark stuff is from the last like year. And Phoenix feeds right into it, too, now. And it's it, it's a lot of fun when he does. Yes. So, yes, which is true and kind of brings me to my other point. So, yes, it's good that it gives them psychology. And B, because their stuff means stuff now, like, I feel like it's going to save their bodies. Sure. Sure. No, you're I don't I don't think you're wrong at all. Um, but, yeah, uh, that was just a, 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 a casual observation that I made during that Bucks match. Uh after that, I mean, I kind of went all over the board. I watched some some dark, and I watched uh, I watched them against LAX from Beyond, which was a weird one. Uh, I kind of wanted to find a different one after that. Uh, you watched one from Homecoming. Yeah, I was gonna say you didn't watch any of them of that of that matchup in Impact because that's the thing. I probably assume it would be a little better. All I found was Full Metal Mayhem, and I was like, I'm not watching Full Metal Mayhem. It ain't happening. Uh. Yeah, no, I, I know how you be. I know how you be. Um, uh, the like the beyond when the crowd is super crazy hot, uh, because it's beyond and it was, uh, you know, everyone's packed up against the ring and and it was a packed house and. You know, Let me ask been... this. Sure. Let me ask this. Do you think maybe because it was an indie show, Lucha Brothers may have been in a certain way, something you might be familiar with? So I don't know. Um, That's the thing. I know they're also, they should at least, well, it depends when this was. I'd assume they're tight with LAX at this point. Yes. Some- yeah. Yeah. It just seemed like the the whole beginning half was messy. Uh, Penta looked off and the whole, the whole beginning part was messy, but the, it's one of those matches where the back end is so bonkers that, people probably still think that's the greatest match they ever saw because for the last, you know, six or seven minutes, it was the craziest match of all time. Yeah, that, that does happen with matches and especially matches with guys who do crazy stuff like they do. Yeah. It's almost like the, (laughs) the front half didn't matter. And like, I noted it, but even I was like, eh, who cares? (laughs) Exactly. As long as the uh, you know the ending is a great one, usually everything else is forgiven. And the crowd was so hot, they could have done almost uh, you know even the front half being choppy was not going to lose that crowd. Yeah, no, exactly that crowd. That crowd because they probably they probably assumedly their first or second time the Lucha Brothers being in Beyonce. Yeah, that crowd was going to be very forgiving. Yeah, and then. Uh, the TNA one was good. Good. Oh, the one I watched. Yeah, they they definitely. Yeah, it was the crazy one that I remember. Like Phoenix does a crazy dive. Can you believe it? Um, and <laughs> yeah, I think that's the first time they do the jump off the back into the destroyer spot. Uh, so yeah, yeah, that one was really good, and it's good because LAX goes over. 
not that like I don't want Lucha Brothers to win, but like it was just different seeing them because most of the matches I watch they do win, so it was okay to see them lose a couple times. They uh, LAX went over in the Beyond match too. I was surprised. Okay, yeah, they must be they must be cool with them. I actually think I saw them lose a, a good amount of times for for me for my money. Uh, what, well, which brings me to uh, I watched some of these Lucha matches in the Crash, which are fun matchups, but like some of them just have like it's almost the opposite where it's good good matches. It's just it's a lot of moves, and then like the endings kind of go to crap. But that's kind of a Lucha staple where it's like oh, there's kind of a mucky finish, blah blah blah. But it was fun just seeing them versus like. Roosh and Dragon Lee, they're the same thing. They're brothers. Uh, Maximo and La Mosca are the same thing. They're brothers. So it was cool. I was just like, wow, I'm sh- I bet you the Crash could just like run forever on being like, oh, you and your brother versus another, you and your brother team. Because in Mexico, uh, you know, it's usually like all four brothers wrestle type families. So it's like, those were just fun. I really enjoyed the Roosh and Dragon Lee because it's the exact same makeup where Roosh is big bombastic he's all about charisma he's got all his gestures and you know is just a tough guy like penta and then dragon lee is exactly like ray phoenix he goes crazy but more in the oddly more in the new japan style that's what i most associate him with okay yeah uh our uh what's the is is bandito bandito flamita are they brothers too I don't think so. I'm not sure, but I don't okay. think so. Okay. But like I definitely know like Maximo and La Mascara are and Rouge and Dragon Lee are. Yeah, I know uh, Rouge and Dragon Lee are. And that's that's funny. They are literally the exact same. Yeah, I was like, oh, this is a cool matchup. And then I was like, oh, they're the exact same makeup. Which makes me just wonder, is that like just this, like, what is it that the older brothers are like, oh, no, no, I want to be the character. And the younger brothers are all like, no, no, I want to do all the moves. Once again, I think Phoenix is older. Okay, maybe I'm wrong. wrong. I could be wrong. Maybe I have. I don't know. But regardless, it's just weird how, you know what I mean? It's two brothers who both wrestle, but very opposite styles and gimmicks. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, I don't even remember where I was going to go with that. But no, I saw, I saw, (laughs) it made me uh, a little upset how many times I saw the Lucha Bros lose. I don't know. A lot of mine were stomp pile, stomp package pile driver one two three. Uh, they did stomp package pile driver on the rascals and let them kick out, and I was like, ooh, it was hot, hot. Yeah, no, they. That's the thing. A lot uh, in watching their matches. Sometimes things are finishes. Sometimes they're not. Sometimes it's only the stomp parts. Sometimes it's just the package part. But yeah, they have no problem about things kicking being kicked out of. Oh, oh, here's what I was going to say. So you were saying how, like, you know, in Lucha, it's kind of a thing that, like, the the match is crazy. They do all these moves, and the finish is kind of mucky and, and whatever. Uh, when I think of the Lucha Brothers, I kind of think opposite. I, I think they have a very American-style build to their matches now where it build, build, builds, and then explodes. Okay, no, no. I'm just talking about the matches that I watched that were from Mexico. Sure, but, like... Uh, so if that's if that's working so well in the United States for them, why would they go to Mexico and do the 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 mucky finish? Does that you know what I'm saying? Does that make sense? 
Well, by mucky, I mean like there's run-ins. Like in one match, a guy literally, uh, I, I don't know. I assume he's, I know he's part of Maximo and Mascara's group. I don't know if he's a family member. Literally just comes in the ring, hits people with chairs, attacks the ref. Match keeps going. Uh, eventually, the Lucha Brothers turn it around, hit their move. They win one, two, three. Um, in another match, there's another run-in. But that time, it actually ends the match. It's just these weird finishes that I saw from these crash matches. But part of me is just like, oh, I, is that like a political thing? Or it's like, oh, you know, Rush and Dragon Lee are a big brother team in Mexico. Lucha Brothers are a big team in Mexico. I don't know. Maybe there can't be a finish type thing. I, that's what I was. my mind was going. Interesting. Okay. I, I, I kind of see what you're saying. No, but as far as their style now, yeah, it's gotten Americanized, definitely. But I'm just saying, when I'm just talking about the Lucha matches I saw all had kind of weird finishes, and I was just like, oh, that's just kind of a Lucha thing. Yeah, Lucha does have weird finishes, though. But that's what I was saying. Like, I didn't think it was all run-ins. I just thought it was a typical uh, kind of weird Lucha finish where, like, they they do all this crazy stuff, and then all of a sudden there's, like, a a, a wheelbarrow pin, and someone gets pinned, and you're like, oh, that was, like, the most anticlimactic finish of all time. Now, these matches were a little weird. The, and the reason why I didn't want to keep going with the Lucha matches, I was like, oh, I'm starting to figure out the formula. <laughs> well, so that's that's another thing that I was going to get to. So to a point uh, in some of these uh, independent matches outside of like AEW or, or whatever, uh, they kind of play the hits. And uh, I don't know if you if you've never seen the Lucha bros that those hits are still crazy, but like in that top flight, the North uh, three-way match from first, they are just a, they are like, here we go. And there's our spots. And then we're going to hang out on the floor. Yeah. There was a little bit of that in that, uh, in the DJZ match I saw. You would think that like a team like that would be great at multi-man, uh, tag matches, but as I'm watching this one, I can totally see why they would not be. Yes, in contrast to, say, the American Wolves, they're not the most giving team. Right, right, correct, yeah. And, and so they, they kind of do their things, and then, uh, but being so creative, I would think, like, it would be that old adage, like, more more colors to paint with would, would allow their creativity to, to go a little more wild. That's the thing. They could go a really long time in front of the same crowd by just doing different stuff. Because as we've talked about, they're maybe the most creative team going. So, yes, that's true. So it would take longer for them to become stagnant. But I think once they do, it, it would probably set in pretty rough, which probably is why in AEW, I'm sure injuries and things like that have messed up. But like, yes, they've teamed together, but not nearly as much as you'd think for being there for basically what two years now yeah for sure and, and yeah i think it's injuries right now that has them split but i'm yeah i'm genuinely interested in what their next act looks like i think they just keep doing them it has that's the thing if it ain't broke don't fix it so i don't see them you know what i mean that's the thing i think it'll take a long time for them to become stagnant but it, there's a possibility it could hit hard when it does because like we said sometimes they are a little guilty of just the hits that's true that you watched that joey and sunny match though that match is a ton of fun oh that's the thing i want i too like you was like oh, okay i gotta see what they do 
when it's not like bright lights, big match on TV. I want to see what they do on dark. And this, that was a short match. I think it was, what, eight minutes or something? I was like, oh, I need to see what they do with just eight minutes. And I was like, oh, a dive, which they take a dive, which turns in right around into them hitting a dive. I go, it seems about right. Yeah, it was a, it's a, it was a fun, it was a fun eight minutes. Like I said, I clicked it. I also watched them have basically a job match, but even in that job match, like, they were doing fun, interesting, creative stuff. They had uh, interesting stuff that involved everybody that kept everybody moving, a lot of moving parts. Uh, I was like, oh, look at this. Even with, you know, uh, it, it gave me, once again, I said I was interested in what their next act would look like. But it, when watching them in just those matches with without the bright lights, I was like, oh, no, no, they'll be fine. That's, I mean, they, you know, they've got creative stuff uh, for every type of match, it looks like. But you do remember early on how they were heavily critiqued because they did not know how to do the American style. Remember, like, the first two or three matches they had on AEW as a team, and they were just staying in the ring, just hitting double team to double team, and it was like, goo. And I remember, you know, the, you know, pontificators being like, oh, they got to get a talking to. And, yeah, eventually they got talked to. And then, like, you could see them going out of their way to be like, and now we're going to tag in and out. And it was like, oh, my gosh, it's hilarious. Yeah, sometimes, uh, but, uh, man, and I'm I'm someone who's kind of a stickler for it. I typically notice, and there was only a couple times where I really noticed. Well, that's the thing. I don't know if you – from the list of matches you mentioned, I don't think any of those were from that first month of AEW, but I remember like that first month people were like, Oh, they're, they, they don't know the American, but credit to them. Literally it it took one month and then they figured it out. Yeah. Yeah. No, uh, I I can, there's definitely some times like that LAX match at beyond. I was like, okay, well, hmm, I guess we're not gonna. Okay. And like, uh, yeah, there was some, but I, I, I definitely didn't, uh, identify it nearly as much as uh, some other teams. Man, we've I've noticed it more with some American teams. <laughs> no, definitely, definitely. But it also it once again it's a they're a victim of where they're from because when you watch the lucha matches, there is no real urge or rush to get them out of the ring after five seconds. You know what I mean? Oh, for sure. And when a guy's they just let him go and go. When a guy's feet touch the ground, it's a tag. Yes, but sometimes they'll just run hitting all their double teams for a while, and then you know the rest is like, yeah, yeah, no, do your thing, and then, and then the other guy'll hit a twofer of some sorts, a two for one on both of them, and then turns around. Now that team hits all their moves, boom, 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 boom. I was like, uh oh, I'm figuring it out. <laughs> all right, all right, let's 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 get down to the nitty gritty though, and let's figure out what makes the Lucha Bros so great. Because the combination, once again, it's just hilarious that it was an American thing. Like the Lucha Brothers, as we, or at least from what we've discussed, is a purely American thing. And it worked immensely because, once again, they cover the two genres of luchador. You got the super spooky one with the crazy, you know, pageantry and the gimmick. Because, man, all those different Penta outfits look cool as hell. And then you literally have the second coming of Rey Mysterio in Ray Phoenix. So you literally cover both bases. And 
Uh, I was going to joke about it earlier when he was like, they're called the Lucha Bros. So I go, okay, do we get a, a Puro Bros? Do we get a British Bros? Do we get a Memphis Bros? And then part of me was like, ooh, what team would be like the British team? What team would be the American style? What team would be? But they are the living embodiment of basically of what Lucha Libre is. So them being called the Lucha Bros 100% makes sense. And that's why they're the greatest. They're like the greatest combination. Yeah. Uh, now that we're talking about it, what a lazy name for that team. <laughs> I know, but it would be lazy unless they were unless they weren't the two brightest shining stars in Lucha Libre. And actual brothers. So yeah, I that's that's what I was gonna get to. It's it's we, we covered it all the way through, but A, they are uh, and this happens with every team, like uh you start to notice even the teams that are thought of as the most similar and the most same page and doing the same stuff are so different and they are so different. Like couldn't be more different wrestlers and just work well together. And then the other part is they might be the most creative team I've ever seen in my life, in anyone's life. They might be the most creative team of all time. So uh, the, they keep it fresh when they want to. And they have these specifically defined roles that, once again, uh, Penta was, even without Phoenix, super, super unreal over. And then Phoenix might be the best high flyer since Rey Mysterio. So, yeah, I mean, if that doesn't tell you why they're so great, I, I, I don't know what would. Yeah, I dare you to watch. Well... I'd say any of their matches, but no, like watch their matches with the Young Bucks because that's like, like we said, the Young Bucks are on the top of lists, on top of lists, on top of lists. This is the one team that probably, if they had their druthers about them, could go more bonkers than the Young Bucks. Yeah. Yeah. No, no fooling. Now, Cheech, a very difficult question to answer. How would we defeat the Lucha Bros? I feel like like you should take this one. I don't know. I don't know how we beat them. Uh, How did other people beat them? Um, LAX beat them. Uh, Did they kick out of their stuff? No, no, they didn't kick out of their stuff. I would have have to become a diminutive non-fiery Hispanic male. I'd have to be a boring, milk-toast white guy, because apparently those mesh well with them, because, uh, uh, you know, when me and the Lucha Brothers, you know, it gets a little heated, gets a little fiery, and Colin gets caught in the crossfire of some Latino heat, and he gets really uncomfortable, so then things happen, and things change. But, you know, regardless of that, we would the best way to beat them is just be docile, I think, and, you know, lull them to sleep and beat them that way. You can't come at them. You can't come at them. Fiery Latino versus fiery Latino. I guess. I think you gotta like they do such crazy things though. You gotta wipe they. One of them will wipe themselves out if you let them, and it's probably Phoenix. You know. Well, hey, like we had discussed, Penta seems to have slowed down a little bit more than Ray. So yeah. We need to sidestep Ray when he dives into the crowd and not save his life. And then we need to try and, unfortunately, it's weird to say it, Pento would probably be the weaker link. 
because he seems just a little more slowed down. If anything, he seems at a speed that's obtainable for us to compete with, whereas Ray is on a whole different level of speed. Yeah, he might miss us just because he's going too fast, and <laughs> he might we might not even notice that he missed us. He moves so fast sometimes. But then again, that's bullshit because we wrestled them and we hung with them, so I don't know what that means. We don't need to put him over this much, but still. <laughs> uh, I was waiting. You for in particular, the... I was scared, so I hid. I I stuck with the slow old guy. You went toe to toe with the fast boy, so we're good. He fast. I'm not fast. I'm kind of fast. I I take that back. I'm pretty fast, fast. enough. Fast enough. I'm pretty. I can I can be fast when I have to be fast. You can be fast in an eighteen by eighteen. Yeah, yeah. If it was twenty by twenty, I think I'm, I think I'm screwed. <laughs> I could, I could definitely take him in a sixteen by sixteen. You, you cut two feet off that thing. I'm fast well, as lightning. I don't know if he could land in a ring that small. <laughs> I'm fast as lightning in that in that size ring. But yeah, man, yeah, that's so. that's that's them. That's the Lucha Bros. We did it. Yeah, we've covered a team of luchadors now. Yeah, that's right. We're we're more international now. What's left? Do, uh, uh, do we have to do uh, the Koloffs next week? <laughs> I was going to say, I've oddly seen indie Russia wrestling footage. There may be some teams, but I think the tag team match I saw was intergender. But still, that's right. All right. Sounds what you good. Know about, what you know about Russian indies? What you know about Russian indies, Colin? Nothing. Uh, I know about the French ones that have those little platforms they launch people off of. I don't think that 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 was like a 1940s thing. I don't think that's recent. I don't think that's still a thing. I'm hey, listen. I know the footage I saw was in black and white, but it said it was in Paris. So since then, I just imagine that that's what wrestling's like in Paris. Uh, I think there's there's wrestling in Malaysia. I believe there's wrestling in South Africa. There's wrestling in South America. There's like some Chile pro or something. We'll see if they got any tag teams. That's where we got to go next. Yeah, because we've now we've done we've done the lucha and we've done the the British. We've done the Japanese wrestling. We've done a Canadian team. We've done American teams. Where we are international. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I don't want to put the pressure on you, but like my my the gears are turning. We had wolves from America. We had brothers from Lucha. And yes, you did mention a British team. But what about bulldogs from Britain? Wow. Man, you want to pull the bulldogs out? Well, I'm just saying it just goes with it went American wolves, Lucha <laughs> brothers, British bulldogs. I don't know. Uh... That's, that's the math of Cheech's brain. I mean, I, I'm into it. I, I I love the bulldogs. I I would do bulldogs. That's a that's a heavy that's a heavy watch. I think though, you're not gonna. I find... don't think so. I don't think so. I think you're wrong. <laughs> I think <laughs> I think they they either are a in an era where all the matches, like even those random tag matches on uh Saturday Night Main Event, are gonna be like 20 minutes, or they're like wacky Japan matches, which are going forever. I'll okay. do it. Okay, you mean match length. I thought I was like I was like okay, I agree with you there. I thought you meant they were going to have like a billion matches to watch and I was like, I don't know if they have a billion. I'm sure it's up there, but I don't think they have like the largest cage match probably. 
No, no, but they just have all their I, I I mean, I can't even picture what a an eight minute British Bulldogs match looks like because I'm not sure they exist. Those guys went hard. Oh my I'm, look at me. I, I'm already I'm already giving spoilers, but like they already remind me of the team we just covered. One guy who's big, strong, and uh, very gimmicky, and one guy who's lights out, cutting edge uh, wrestling. Fast as lightning. You know, maybe even dynamite might, uh, you know, a flash like that, maybe. All right, we can do it. I'm, I'm, I'm down to do it. We, we, we got a couple extra days here. I'll, 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 I'll bang them out. All right, that's it, people. You see that? You see how that works? We gave you, we gave you a preview, which we normally don't do, but. Once again, you got to peek into my crazy brain. It goes American Wolves, Lucha Bros, British Bulldogs. I don't know why. It just adds up in my brain. It adds up in Cheech's brain. So, therefore, that's what we do. You usually don't get to know what it is, but now you know what it is. You know it's coming. We're getting to the Bulldogs next week. So, uh, tune in next week. Until then, adios.